Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is the 2008 presidential election. I'm talking with Steve Radier, who's the Senior Vice President and Director of the Congressional Relations Group with the Independent Community Bankers of America. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, I'm glad to be here. Steve, historic day yesterday. We now have a, a Democratic president-elect and a Democratic Congress. big question in our constituency's mind is, what does this mean to the banking industry? Well, I think uh, one thing it means is, uh, you know, we'll have, um, you know, more emphasis on uh, on consumer protection and things like that. But uh, I, I put a caveat on that, and that is that uh, uh, I think there was already going to be a a pretty heavy emphasis on, on those kinds of issues. Uh, you know, there's an awful lot of concern, I think, uh, in by members of both parties uh, that, uh, uh, you know, that the consumers, uh, you know, may not have been uh, treated fairly and taxpayers may not have been treated fairly, particularly by uh, some of the, uh, you know, some of the practices of the larger institutions out there in the economy. Uh, the, other, uh, the other caveat I'd have on that is uh, that uh, a lot of the issues that, uh, relate to financial services uh, break down on a regional basis. Uh, we have, uh, you know, a lot of members out on Main Street, and there are, uh, you know, good Democrats and good Republicans who represent uh, the Main Streets all over the country. And so, uh, I think that's uh, uh, that augurs uh, very well for the community bank sector of the uh, of the economy in terms of the uh, uh, the political situation. So. Uh, we feel pretty pretty comfortable. We you know we still got our our strong ties with uh, the Republicans that remain uh, in office, and there are quite a few uh, that you know that were reelected uh, yesterday. And uh, we also uh, have uh, you know obviously good ties with uh, Main Street uh, Main Street Democrats. And uh, uh, the last thing I'd mentioned is that uh, when uh, President-elect Obama was a state senator. Uh, he was uh, very, uh, very well aware of the uh, independent community bankers uh, in uh, in his state, and so uh, you know he, he he knew their concerns and knew their issues. And uh, in my experience, he's kind of he doesn't seem to forget anything. He he remembers uh, the people he's met and the people he's worked with. Now we saw a market boost yesterday. What kind of a short-term impact do you think we might expect to see in the volatile market from the election results, if any? Yeah, I the way I the way I've been thinking about that is that uh, you know markets uh, love to have certainty and and the elections by their very nature uh, are are uncertain and so once you finally have a result and, and you know thank goodness we have a result that's that's uh, uh, that was arrived at quickly and is accepted by uh, by everyone uh, we don't have any hanging chads uh, you know this time around the the lawyers and the courts are not going to be deciding who our leaders are going to be, and uh, I think the markets just have to love that, if nothing else. And they can, you know, they can they can figure out for themselves, uh, you know, what uh, what a Democratic Congress and a Democratic president might mean for their particular uh, concerns about the market, and they can they can build that into uh, in, into their you know into the stock prices, and then you know look and see, uh, you know, who. Who President-elect Obama selects for those key financial uh, appointments that uh, he will have to make? Well, that's the question I wanted to ask you. It's the one that everybody's talking about today. How important is Obama's selection of Treasury Secretary? I think uh, the selection of Treasury Secretary is, is absolutely critical because the Congress has given the Treasury Secretary 
uh, unprecedented uh, authority over the financial services sector and really over the whole economy. And so I think uh, this is a a very, very, very important uh, appointment for our sector. And I think it's uh, it, it almost overshadows to some extent which uh, what had been uh, very important appointments, and I think still remain important appointments to the uh, financial regulatory agencies. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of the chairman of the FDIC and the you know, the control of the currency, and you know, and some of those other uh, important appointments. Obviously, uh, members of the Federal Reserve uh, and that sort of thing. You know, those are those are going to be still very, very important appointments uh, because a lot of the nitty gritty uh, legislative issues that you know that are the bread and butter for a community bank, uh, frankly, don't rise to the to the level of of the White House or the Treasury Department. You know, they're solved by. Uh, the Fed and the FDIC and the Comptroller and the Office of Thrift Supervision and you know you get down into the into the nitty gritty and uh, you know it's those agencies that that really uh, mean a lot to the day to day life of a community banker. You know what struck me as I was remembering that Henry Paulson proposed a pretty dramatic overhaul of the banking regulatory agencies last spring. What do you expect to see happen to that plan now and, and to the regulatory agencies? Well, we're hoping uh, that uh, President-elect Obama will be just the change we need from that uh, particular proposal. Uh, we we had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, negative feelings about that, particularly the creation of a uh, you know one uh, single uh, safety and soundness regulator to cover the whole financial services sector, abolishing state regulatory authority, which is very important to a lot of community banks. And really, all community banks, when you get down to it, uh, abolishing uh, you know the agencies we were just talking about, and uh, we just think that would be disastrous for community banks if, if we have that kind of a proposal. And it's not necessary. Uh, the agencies that regulate community banks have done a terrific job, and uh, the community banking sector has been uh, one of the best sectors that we've had uh, in in the financial services area. Uh, we face challenges, but uh, we're in a heck of a lot better shape than uh, a lot of other folks out there. So uh, we think that the uh, that uh, the Obama administration uh, would be well advised, and we're going to you know make that uh, make those comments to them that to focus on those parts of the, the financial services uh, industry that have not been properly regulated. And we all know you know what those sectors are, and uh, you know they ought to be regulated. Uh, uh, you know, community bank loans to you know small businesses uh, don't need the uh, increased scrutiny. Uh, the issuance of credit default swaps, whatever the heck they are, they need much more scrutiny. And so, uh, and we also are going to recommend to the Congress and the administration that uh, some of these behemoths, these enormous financial services companies that have been created, uh, be simply broken up. They've they're you know they were too big to fail before. Now they're way too big to fail, and so they need to be broken up so that they can be uh, properly regulated and properly managed. Uh, we've, we've just got too much concentration of power in the financial services industry today. Well, that certainly has been a resonant theme over the past couple of months, and with the election behind us, what new types of regulations do you think banking institutions should expect from this president and Congress? Well, I think there will be uh, an, an emphasis uh, again on consumer protection, and uh, that was going to happen uh, regardless of who won the election. Uh, Democrats are uh, pretty traditionally uh, sympathetic, uh, very interested in, in protecting consumers, so we're expecting that to take place. 
But uh, what I'd also like to, to emphasize is that uh, the leadership in Congress that we're going to be dealing with uh, knows uh, the difference between community banks and uh, these the largest institutions, and they know that community banks uh, have not been a, a you know a problem area for consumers. And so uh, we think we can go to to uh, you know people like Barney Frank and uh, Chris Dodd and. Uh, uh, and uh, you know Richard Shelby and uh, and Spencer Beck, as I just mentioned, the leadership on the two banking committees, and uh, explain to them that uh, whatever is being proposed uh, needs to be adjusted to, to take into account the, the abilities of community banks and the uh, the needs uh, of community banks. So we're we're hopeful that the you know those those members that I mentioned and, and really a lot of other uh, moderate members of, of of the House and the Senate. Will, uh, you know, will be very sympathetic to our concerns, and so uh, allow us to continue to compete and offer, you know, credit cards and uh, consumer loans and business loans and, and uh, you know, checking accounts and all the rest of, of those services uh, without any additional uh, uh, undue encumbrance. I think the, the regulatory system really needs to recognize the difference between uh, community banks and the biggest banks uh, in terms of uh, the problems that that those kinds of institutions present, and their abilities to uh, you know to comply with new regulations. Steve, bottom line: How's the banking industry different today as a result of yesterday's election? I I think the banking industry is uh, it remains in uh, in in good shape, uh, from, particularly from the community banking sector, and uh, the. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see uh, you know a fundamental change in uh, in the industry uh, going forward. Uh, I, I think uh, the the agenda that uh, we've been talking about uh, was was going to be the agenda regardless of uh, which party won the election. Uh, again, I think there would be differences in, in emphasis, differences in approach, but I think uh, you know both parties uh, have been through. A, uh, a really a searing experience with this uh, financial meltdown and the uh, passage of the emergency uh, financial uh, act and uh, and you know I think uh, you know anybody that's been through that is going to want to uh, take a you know let's not go through this again uh, attitude and so uh, uh, you know we've we've been preparing ourselves for a, a very very uh, uh, tough. Uh, uh, legislative season next year. A lot of issues are going to be on the table. We have our work cut out for us, and uh, we're, we're just thankful that uh, you know our our bankers are behind us uh, in terms of uh, the ICBA's uh, agenda, and uh, you know they're ready to jump in uh, at grassroots level and, and make sure Congress understands what community banks are all about and you know what we need uh, out of uh, out of the administration and Congress. And so I, I think I think we're going to be in terrific shape uh, going forward. Uh, we would have been in good shape uh, if the Republicans had prevailed. Uh, we're going to be in great shape now that the Democrats have, prepared, uh, are, have prevailed. The adventure begins. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's. Uh, well, let's bring it on. But let's uh, let's give ourselves a, a you know a few months to, uh, or at least a few weeks to uh, to, to get a breather. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I appreciate your time and insight today. Hey, glad to do it. We've been talking with Steve Radier. Senior Vice President and Director of the Congressional Relations Group with the Independent Community Bankers of America. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.